Yo, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Chidi LPC, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Self-Aware NFL Podcast. I have an amazing guest with me again this week. I cannot wait for you guys to hear a little bit about her story and what she does. She is an amazing human being. I've known her for the last five or so years, and um, getting to know her has been an absolute pleasure, and I'm excited for her to share with you a little bit about her background and what she does in terms of wellness and self-care. She is a fierce advocate for self-care and wellness. She's also a licensed professional counselor in the state of Georgia, as well as the owner and operator of the ASA Center. So please welcome to the Self-Aware NFL podcast, Ms. Kelly Gorham. Hey, Kelly, how you doing today, girl? Hey, Santrice. I'm so excited. Girl, you have made me sound awesome. I love it. <laughs> you are awesome. You are absolutely amazing. So I am really, really glad that I could finally convince you to come on the show and share your gift with the world. You are so anointed and so blessed to do what you do. And that is something that has oozed out of you since the very first day I met you. And so I'm grateful for you to be able to share your gift with the audience and really, you know, just help them get in control of their self-care. Because this is a tough time of year and it really, you know, a lot of people are going through so much right now. So I'm grateful grateful that you're able to bless us. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing great. I'm just grateful for this opportunity. This is like my first podcast. So I'm excited to see how this is going to go. Okay. okay. Well, I'm excited about that. (laughs) And I'm excited about you sharing all that you have going on because like, like I said, you are absolutely amazing. Um, So I guess we can go ahead and get started and kick this thing off with you telling the audience a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure. So as you already know, she's told you, my name is Kelly Gorham. I am real simple. I'm a mama. I'm a wife. I am an advocator for change. I see myself as a change agent because Mm -hmm. I like to see change come in people, in places, and in things, right? So at my core, that's what I'm always about. I'm always trying to be a facilitator and some take and sometimes I'm an agitator, if you will, to that happening, to seeing changes happen. Um, I like being a part of a process where I'm able to help something or someone transition from one state of being Mm -hmm. into another state of being. I find value in being a part of that process because we are in a world right now where things are, are moving and changing and shifting so quickly and things that used to be the standard are no yeah. longer. And so I like being a part of things where I can break barriers, mm. where we can try and introduce new ways of thinking, new concepts, but yeah. all for the betterment, right? It can't just be because we just want to be destructive, right? Mm. Can't yeah. be that. But it's got to be because it's for the betterment of a person, of a system, of a process, if mm. that makes sense. So that's who I am at my core. Um, I have worked in several different settings as far as when you look at my clinical life. Mm. I've worked in um, psychiatric facilities. So I've worked with patients that have been very acute. Okay. Um, I've worked in community mental health where I've actually gone into homes, into schools to Ooh. service. Yeah, that, that <laughs> thing right there, man, right up in here. Ooh. Rip your heart, right? Yeah. And so, and then the last place is I've worked um, within the VA system, being able to support our veterans and their families when they've been in crisis, mm-hmm. which is how I came to meet and come to know you. Yeah. Um, this last thing I'm doing is I've launched off into my own to begin to set formation for how I can express the gift that I have. Okay. And I think that's so important because 
I had to go into those environments to understand, is this a fit for me? Mm. Does this work for me? When you're talking about being self-aware and still effed up, you need to know that where do I fit? Where is my purpose? Where is my call Mm. in this place that I'm supposed to be in? Like we might have the skills and the abilities, but it still does not exempt us from the conditions, Mm. from the distress, from the trauma. It doesn't exempt us just because we know and we're aware does not exempt us from experiencing those kinds of things. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. You good. You good. Like I'm here for all of that. Like I love the energy because I know how passionate you are. That's one of the things that I love about you because you've always been that. Like I can remember sitting next to you on row six or seven and you over there giving them folks their whole entire life. And I'm like, this girl right here, I ain't even got that type of energy at, at 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock in the morning, but I'm, I'm here for it. So I, I love your energy. And I think that that's a really, really key thing about you. And I love what you said about change, um, being a change agent, because that's something that a lot of people don't really understand is that we all have the ability to change. We all do things differently in our lives, but it's about making that choice. And we'll talk a little bit more about the choices people make and the things that they can do in order to manage their stress. But I really, really love, you know, you kind of sharing that little bit of background about yourself. So you said you are the owner of the ASA Center. What does ASA mean? Can you tell us a little bit more about sure. that? So I'm a woman of faith. It's no secret. People who know me know that. Yeah. And as a woman of faith, when I started doing my research, I actually had, and this is, this, I may get choked up a little bit, but my best friend, uh, we knew each other since fifth grade. She's no longer here. She passed away. Mm-hmm. She always saw me as a person that facilitated healing. She saw me in from you know, preteen all the way up into parenthood. So she saw my journey, knows who I am, that kind of a thing like that. And during that time in my life, in my twenties, when I was trying to figure out like, what is it I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to be? She used to say, you're a counselor. Like, Mm -hmm. think about how many times in the dorm room you would have five or six girls in there and you're walking them through processes and Mm -hmm. helping them walk through different healings. They're dealing with break up with a boyfriend or stress in school or dealing with a a professor that's tripping them out. And you would be there for all of that, literally pouring into them. That's who you are. Why don't you look at counseling? Mm. I don't know why it never came to me to look at that. (laughs) Right. And it's just, I mean, common sense would have told me, but I was so far removed and so enamored with trying to figure out where to be that Mm -hmm. I was missing all the signs and the cues that I was getting about who I was. How was I showing up? What was my essence? Who was I showing? How was I showing up Mm -hmm. in the world? And I was showing up as an advisor. Like I would literally go, she'd been with me times where I would literally walk into Walmart and we would be getting stuff for our dorm room and stuff. And Mm -hmm. out of nowhere, somebody would come and I just, you know, I'm Hey, how you doing? That's just me. I'm a speaker, right? You know? Yeah. And next thing you know, this person is crying, tears pouring out their life story to me. And my friend is standing here holding <laughs> two bags, two big bags of Where stuff. Did it go? Talking like... about <laughs> like who goes to Walmart and picks up people? Like you didn't understand what your call was. You didn't see that counseling yes. might be a viable thing. Right. And so as a result of that, before she passed away. 
she had shared with me um, a desire of hers to open up a clinic called mm. the ASA Clinic. Okay. Because she had done the research and found the word ASA. ASA means healer. And he was actually okay. a king in the Bible. He was a healer. Oh, he was wow. a physician. Hmm. And so I, when she passed away, it like made me redirect my focus in that moment. Like I wasn't studying anything she had told me when she was alive. And that's just the truth. Like I was too busy living life, dealing with my own, you know, building my family, being married, Mm -hmm. having kids that the thought of going back to school and doing counseling or any of that stuff was like, oh, that's way too far. It's way too much. You're asking way too much of myself. When when she died, those centuries, it made me stop and think about what am I doing with my life? Like, I didn't expect her to go. I thought she'd be here as, you know, forever, or at least longer than where, where mm. we left off. Cause she was only in her thirties when she passed away. Oh, wow! And it really made me take some time to self-reflect and understand. First of all, we know life isn't promise. Mm. What are you doing? How are you making impact in this world? How are you showing up? How are you using the gifts and the abilities that you have for the, not for your own benefit and profit, but for the betterment of those that you come in contact with? And so I started going through all those whole things and processes and working through all of that stuff. And it brought me to the place where I said, you know what, let me start. Let me enroll. Let me do this. Went back to school, got my master's. Mm -hmm. Soon as I got it, I started creating the ASA Center. This okay. is the Center for Wellness and Holistic Care. This is the place where you can come and receive compassionate counseling, where yeah. we treat you as the dynamic and um, imperfect being that you are mm. that is yet trying to find value and find meaning in what you're doing and in who you are and giving you the tools to cope with the different things that you're being distressed by. We're tool givers. We're encouragers. Those are Mm -hmm. what we do. And that's, that's really the theme of what we're all about at the ACES Center. We don't do judgments. We don't do that. That's not how we gain it, but we're about promoting and empowering those that we, um, that we treat. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for giving, you know, a little bit more context to that and the meaning of it. And it, you know, it's even more special, you know, hearing about the connection to your friend. I I can't believe that um, you didn't know you were supposed to be a counselor. (laughs) for that period of time. That is crazy to me. Um, But I I definitely could could imagine you in the dorm room as you were speaking and talking through that. I was like, yeah, because I think about myself, I I can be on vacation somewhere. Somebody's going to come and talk to me about their problems. I, I've been on yes. before counseling somebody. I'm like, you ain't got the bottom drugs, girl. You can let them drugs go. Like, leave it alone. But so it, it always finds you. That That's what it I does. love about counseling. It's not what you do. It's who we are. It's and I think are. that a lot of times people don't, don't recognize that. But thank you for sharing that. So you kind of, you know, alluded to a little bit earlier, but I do want to know, how do you identify with the idea of being self-aware and effed up? Yeah. So I think, especially for us, for we who are in the helping professions, Mm -hmm. we have the knowledge. We know the conditions and the extent of those conditions, right? We know the treatment and the extent of those treatments. But just because we are self-aware does not mean, one, that we practice the things mm-hmm. to help us not be effed up, gotcha. right? 
But the other part of that is because we are sewing in and pouring into so many others, mm. I'm wondering if maybe more often than not, and I can just speak for myself, sometimes I just don't have the strength. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That I have given to everybody else. Mm. I've given to those that I work with. I've given to the people that I'm directed to serve and committed yeah. to serve. I've given to my family. I've given to my friends. And so if I am not practicing good self-care, if I'm not mm-hmm. finding ways to pour back into my own cup to refuel and restore my own resilience, exactly. then that's yeah. how we get to the effed up part. Right. right? That's how we that's how we get there. <laughs> and it depends yeah. on how long it takes me to get myself together to a place where I start to refill myself mm-hmm. that I, how long I'll stay in that effed up place. Right. Exactly, yeah. And so for me, what it is, is I had to have people to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. My husband is the biggest accountability partner because he <laughs> will shut stuff down okay. and be like, okay, you done did this podcast. And then after this, like, as soon as I finish with you, I have a client that I got to see, you know, normally my Fridays are for me. I usually have self-care. So I go get my hair done. I get my makeup done. I get my nails done. You know, I go, and if I want to go to a movie, I do that. If I want to go to a Mm -hmm. restaurant, I go, I do all of that on Fridays. But you see, I'm already shifting things. Mm -hmm. Client was in need. They were in Mm -hmm. crisis. I said, okay, I can take you. I'll take you at 1230. So I'm, I'm kind of dealing with, but he'll, I'll hear his voice and he'll be like, Hey, your day is today. Mm -hmm. Make sure that's the last thing that you do today. Right. So it's all about you just resting and getting your strength up because my day starts pretty early. Like I usually have to be in my job at 4 a.m. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. you do that, but that, yeah. that's another story. Yeah, <laughs> another yeah, yeah. <laughs> 4 a.m. And so I'm usually out at 2.30 and I see my first client at 4.30 and I see clients back to back from 4.30 until 9.30 at night. Oh my God. With what a 15 with minute break, right? But you know what? It's because in this moment, and here's the thing, I'm in a season right now where I am pushing for something that I believe in. Mm. I believe in the ACES Center. I believe in the work we're doing. And so- yeah. I have to be, and here's the thing. I tell my clients all the time, you have got to be comfortable being Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? Because true transformation, if you're looking for transformative change in yourself or even in someone else, Mm -hmm. true transformation does not take place inside of a comfort zone. Right. You've got to be willing to be uncomfortable, to go without sleep, to go without food, if that's the thing that you're passionate about. If yeah. you're wanting to see healing or transformation in yourself, you've got to be passionate about, listen, yeah. I'm going to look crazy to people for a while. I, I don't care how I look. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care how I look to people. I'm so sorry, yeah. but I'm not sorry. But I am driven by the purpose and the mission that I've put that's etched in my heart. Like you said, Mm -hmm. as counselors, as therapists, it's not something we do. It's core to the essence of who we are. So whatever's inside of me, no matter where you put me, is going to come out of me. I can't hide it. I can't dumb it down for you. I can't make it feel less than because folks may be uncomfortable. I'm so sorry. But it took Mm -hmm. me a lot of my own internal work to get to that place of confidence where I can say, you know, I, I know it might make you feel uncomfortable that I mm. speak this way or that I show up in these circles in this way. I yeah. know that must be dawning for you, but that's not a me issue. Mm. That's a you thing. Exactly. 
Yeah. And I don't listen. I'm not a thief. I'm not in the habit of taking the stuff that don't belong to me. And that right there does not belong to me. You can have it. I'll own this aspect of it because this is what I know I did. You know, so yes. it's just that. But I'm sorry, I done got all the way up. No, girl, like you already knew um, this is going to go in a different direction because I know who you are at the core. And I feel, you know, I think that that is amazing, you know, because you are so connected to yourself. I'm glad that your husband is an accountability partner because I can tell you, <laughs> like, we, we don't, sometimes we don't know when to stay low. Like, I don't do anything on Fridays except for this podcast. And that's just because that's my day off. And it kind of gives me the ability. And I look at this. It's fun to do it. It's fun to talk to people, you know, so I don't see it as work. Now, the editing, all the extra stuff, that's work. But <laughs> talking to people yeah. about mental health, that's that's my passion and changing the face of mental health. That's what this podcast is all about. Talking about that taboo stuff, especially within our community where it's so taboo and everything is, oh, we'll just pray about it. Just go to church. And so even with stuff like stress and anxiety, how we handle that with our in our community is so different, you know. So I, I definitely want to hear a little bit about you um, from you about you know the, how stress shows up, what it looks like mm -hmm. for people, and what are some of those warning signs of burnout in stress. Yeah. So when we're talking about stress, and and of course, guys, you know nobody is the same. So mm -hmm. we're just going to give you a couple of ways that it might look right. right. We always want you to seek a professional to really diagnose it and so that you can be clear about what mm -hmm. it is. But a lot of times stress will show up first in the way you don't sleep. Okay. Your inability to get I feel sleep. again because <laughs> I certainly don't sleep. But gotcha. No judgment. No judgment. I know, right? I know. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of the things that it might do. It might also show up as your inability to focus or concentrate. It might mm -hmm. look like that, too. Okay. It can also look like, and here's another thing, check your attitude. Mm -hmm. If you're becoming more increasingly cynical and negative, that's a sign that, listen, you're burnt out. Yeah. The, you, you, you can't take it and your tolerance is really waning on there. Mm -hmm. um, when you start to have little accidents, I call them, like you're bumping into stuff, you're falling down, you're dropping things, you know, and it could, it could even escalate to big things like having a car accident or different mm -hmm. things like that. Having these little bumps and things like that is an indicator that you're stressed, you're overwhelmed. So your system is overloaded. You're in some level of trauma, right? Mm -hmm. So let's not even get into having any type of chest pains, any shortness of breath, any type of headaches, any feelings of dizziness. Those can also be indicators of stress. It can also mm -hmm. be indicators of anxiety. Um, when you find yourself lacking energy, let's talk mm -hmm. about that. Okay. Like used to have drive, you know, when we first, okay, let's talk about when we first started our job, you know, I used to go to the gym, I used to work out, you know, do my job, go straight to the gym, go to my Pilates class, work out, even though it's at 630 in the morning, I'm working out, I'm doing all of that. Okay. After a little while. I, I can't I can't even get in my car like I literally have to sit in the car and it's contemplate the drive home. <laughs> right. Right. I got to say, because the stress has drained and zapped mm -hmm. all of your strength, it's zapped you emotionally, mentally and physically. Yeah. And so when you see those motivation levels begin to drop down mm -hmm. and let's not even talk about I'm, I'm going I'm going to tell my story. I don't know about everybody else. OK, 
I am a stress eater. I am mm. absolutely an emotional eater. I'm a stress eater. So when I'm under stress, my husband can always know he'll go to my car back when we were driving. Like, like now that um, I work from home, I don't I don't get out of my car as mm-hmm. often. I go every now and again. Usually okay. it's just on Fridays because I'm chilling. <laughs> and I send everybody else to the store and do all the other stuff. And they got here's the money going to get this and bring this back. But on Fridays, I go out. Gotcha. He'll know that I'm stressed out when he opens my car door and he can see a couple of boxes of Mike Ikes <laughs> and and milk duds are my favorite. Like, I love me some milk duds. Those are my favorite candies, right? So if he sees that, he he automatically will come in because he's known me. We've been married over 20 plus years, 26 years. Mm-hmm. And he'll say to me, what's what's wrong? You stressed? Okay. I'm like, no, I'm good. I, you know, wear the mask because that's what we do as professionals. Like, we are always the givers of health. I mean, we don't even need to talk about the burnout on that side. So right. we always wear the mask. Oh, no good everything's fine no something's wrong because i seen two boxes of mike ikes and a big old box the movie size box of the milk duds so something is not right with you Mm. what's going on and so that's that's the thing that you'll notice for yourself and maybe that's not you maybe you're not an unhealthy eater but your habits of eating will change so you're not either you're eating more than you normally do or less a whole lot less Mm -hmm. You're going by one meal a day and you barely making it. Those are signs. That's me. <laughs> See, I wish that was my story because then I could probably lose an extra 30 pounds, but that is not my testimony. It, it, but it don't even work like that because when you eat like that, your body like retaining the fat. Yeah, it yeah. just retains it because it's scared that it's not, you know, that's why I can't get rid of this tire around my own midsection because, you know, I need to eat right. But yeah. Right, right, right. So those are some of the things that I would yeah. say are, are warning signs of burnout. Yeah, gotcha. Thank you for sharing those things. And I know, you know, you work with a lot of people with anxiety and stress. And I know, you know, at, at work, you do a lot with wellness and building people up. Some of those techniques and things that you mm-hmm. teach during those sessions and stuff. Like, what are some of those things that people can utilize in their day-to-day life when they're recognizing that they are stressed? So one of the things I want to say is, our stress, we, we, first of all, we have to recognize we hold stress in our bodies, right? Mm-hmm. We absolutely hold it there. And in the same way with trauma, mm-hmm. you'll hold stress and you'll hold trauma in your body. Yeah. And so part of what has to happen, part of what we've got to be willing to do is to recognize, hey, there are certain places, for example, mm-hmm. if you are feeling a lot of stress and tension, like in your neck and your shoulder area, Mm-hmm. That's usually an indicator that you're feeling overwhelmed and overloaded by responsibilities. And so the stress will show up in those areas. And so part of it is that um, you've got to be able to have a physical response in some cases to okay. address how you alleviate the stress. So before we even go into that, breath work, mm-hmm. breath work is one of your best allies in coping with anxiety, any type of major emotional response. So if you're feeling anxious, if you're Mm -hmm. feeling super angry, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling overwhelmed, those kind of visceral responses, Mm -hmm. if you use your breath work, breath work is your reset. It's like when your phone glitches and you turn it off and you turn it back on. Okay. That's the reset that breath work is to your body and to the emotions, because here's what science tells us. Mm -hmm. Science says you cannot think rationally 
when you are operating from such a high emotional response. So if you are super angry, you're cussing and fussing and kicking walls and throwing stuff, you cannot think rationally. Rationalization is not in your purview in that moment. Right. Right. If you are super sad and depressed and you are crying and you are just think about how you've been grieved and all this, that again, you can't think rationally. So breath work helps your body to get introduced back to calm. It says, oh, hey, let's get calm. Then once your body can physically calm down, then your mind is free to be able to say, "Okay, now that we're calm. Let's think through what we need to do here. How do we need to work through this? What do we need to have happen in this moment? Mm-hmm. That's some of the things that breathwork can do for you with that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely makes sense. I know that when you said that about this, I'm like, dang, that's why my uh, shoulders always tense and I have to go see the massage therapist every freaking month because yes. like, I'm trying to work it out. And then I, I'm I'm type of person, I'm stressed during my massage because I probably got something to do after it. So, <laughs> And that's exactly right because you got to think about you're there for only a, maybe a few minutes, not even an hour, sometimes maybe an hour. Mm-hmm. But all of the tension and the stress that is that you have in your body that you're holding, they're trying to release parts of that. And as mm-hmm. they're massaging you and notice sometimes, and I know for me, like, especially because that's where I carry a lot of my stresses up here. A lot of times when you're doing that, it feels painful. Like I know when they do mine, I'd be like, oh my God, it's like, he's killing me. But in actuality, they're like, I'm just, I'm not even loosening it up. Like it is hard as a brick back here, man. Yeah. Like, do you, are you a linebacker playing football someplace? <laughs> What's going on back there? But that's where I carry my tension and my stress. Yeah. And so being able to have those opportunities to release it, I'm grateful that you are doing that, that you are consistent and you have a practice of being able to get mm-hmm. that out. But yeah. you, there are things that you can do when you're at home, in your own private time, just doing simple stretches, just doing things like this, just raising your shoulders up mm. and holding them and then putting it down, just doing shoulder circles going back and then yeah. going forward. Those are certain things that can help to loosen and bring that out. Being able to spread your arms out wide and bring them forward to help loosen up the tension in your back and your shoulder. There's Mm. so many different things that you can do to help alleviate some of that. Um, Another area is your stomach. Mm. If you're the kind of person that says, you know, I have a lot, like my stomach, it, it just be unsettled and all that. A lot of that is where you hold your anxiety. Hmm. Your stomach is a place where it holds that anxiety. So if you're feeling anxious about things, you need to maybe say, okay, what's going on? Do a check-in with yourself. A lot of times, and here's, I can only speak for me, but a lot of times we don't address what's going on physiologically with us until we are in pain or there's some type of discomfort because that discomfort and that pain is telling you, hey, something ain't right. (laughs) Yo, Girl, we are out of line. Something. <laughs> right, right. But so and before we get to that place, if we would just take moments where we could check in with ourselves. And I know it sounds funny and it sounds pie in the sky and hippie do and all that kind of stuff doesn't sound right. But if you would take a moment, because most of the time we're not listening to our bodies. 
Mm-hmm. We're not listening to our, we're not taking in and saying, oh, you know what? My body's tired. I need to rest. Most of the time mm-hmm. we're like, listen, I know you're tired, but you got to, you got to thug through it today. Like we got mm-hmm. stuff we got to do. We ain't got time for you to be lagging and dragging. We totally disregard that. Body tells you I'm hungry. I need mm-hmm. something to eat. Listen, I got three, four more hours. I got to knock this out. I ain't got time for that. I might take something to drink. I got my cup. I'll drink a little something. And then I'm going. But we totally continue. We continually put our bodies in a place where it's like, okay, you didn't hear me when I told you I was hungry. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear me when I told you I was thirsty. You didn't no. hear me when I told you this. <laughs> so let me start putting some pain points out here for you. Because it seems like you only know how to work. You only are self-aware when you're mm-hmm. effed up, right? Right. When right. you're in pain, then you want to come be like, oh, what? We got to do something. Oh, now we got to do something. Okay. Right? Now that the blood pressure is high, now we got to do something. Mm. Now that the heart is having challenges and we got to get on medications, now we want to do something. But right. you wasn't listening to me as we was good. Like I was giving you the little small, hey, the finger, like how we do in church, hey. the finger up that's, you know, I'm. <laughs> I need to put my oh, finger up and let you know I need it. Right. Okay. No. You weren't hearing that. So I had to talk to you in the, with my chest. Yeah. I was talking from the chest. Like, hey, if you don't get this together, I'm not going to be able to function well. And right. you're not going to be able to use me for what you keep thinking you can use me for. Yeah. We, we definitely have to listen to our bodies. I know for me, like, I can tell you right now, I'm exhausted. I have not had any sleep. See? And then I have something to do. <laughs> After this. <laughs> After this episode, but it does involve eating because I haven't eaten today either. So I need to eat. So it, at least it's that. But it's definitely, you know, we definitely have to pay attention to as you were talk, um, speaking. I kept thinking about the body keeping score of our trauma, but clearly it's, it's keeping score of everything else as well. So we everything. definitely have to learn to listen more to our bodies and what our body is telling us, you know, day to day, because I know a lot of the stuff that you said. I'm sitting here like, hey, she definitely all the way in my house because it is definitely something that I struggle with um, just day to day because I do take on a lot um, for for multiple reasons. So I, I, I love that, you know, there are these tips that people are able to use in order for them to be able to get themselves in a better space. So is there anything else that, you know, people should be mindful of as it relates to stress or as it relates to anxiety? So what I would say is that I talked earlier about you checking in with yourself, with mm-hmm. your physiological self, yeah. but you need to check in with your mental and emotional self too. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we, we are operating, I say this, we are operating, walking and living in automatic. What do I mean? We've gotten so used to the day-to-day, this is what I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. We do it without thinking. There, there was a time when we were going on site that I could literally drive from my house to my job and could not remember stopping at not one stop sign, stop okay. light, yeah. going through traffic, any of that stuff, because it was so automatic for me. Mm-hmm. And so there are times that you need to pull back and, and re, reassess what is it that I desire. Am I, am, I, am I doing the thing I desire right now at some level? Even if it's at a 5% level, is this the thing I desire? Yeah. Is this where I want to be? Are these the people I want to be with? Right. Just because you've been with this joker for 10 years don't mean that's the one. Okay. You just got comfortable. <laughs> and and, and I, I say this all the time. Comfort is a killer. 
it is a killer. What do I mean by that? Think about crabs when you cook crabs, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I I had to have a meat analogy because I love meat so much. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I had to have a meat example. I didn't talk about bacon because I don't want to offend somebody because they might not be pork lovers. But okay, let's talk about crustaceans. Let's talk about the crabs, right? Okay. When you boil them, they're alive. You put Mm -hmm. them in the in the in the water. And at first, you know, they're like, oh, you know what? This ain't bad. Mm-hmm. This feels like the water off the tropics, ain't mine? Yeah. Okay. But the more you turn that, the more that heat turns up and they're sitting in that water and they are actually beginning to cook. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, they are dead. They're dead. Mm-hmm. That is us in many cases. Wow. We have the comfortable job. Ain't no need to leave here. Mm-hmm. I'm a deal with their sh- stressful stuff and their drama mm-hmm. and trauma. I'm going to deal with the fact that it's not serving my purpose. It's exactly. not filling me up on any level outside of my paycheck. And even then, I still got to work several hours of overtime to make it work for me, to make it make mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> um, I'm in this relationship. And in this relationship, it's not giving. It stopped giving really weeks after we started. But I was like, listen. Not weeks. Oh, boy. Right. Weeks after it started. We've been here years. But weeks after we was down this road, I knew then this was not. Okay, this is not forever. Mm-hmm. But this is what I have right now mm-hmm. i don't like we're good partners that we there's the give and take we've got mm-hmm. bills together you know we've got a comfortable environment it's not bad but it's not what i want it's you know mediocre it's okay mm-hmm. but i'm comfortable right why rock the boat like why yeah. you know but the thing about it is mm-hmm. when you examine your heart your desire your passion, if it's not feeding you, if it's not something that's adding to your life, if you're not finding value and hold up, please don't let this be something that's taken. Mm -hmm. Please don't let this be that you in situations that you got to muster up the strength to have to go in the house and Mm -hmm. you sit in your car for an hour in the garage like... (laughs) Let me get my mind right before I go in here because I know it's going to be this and I know it's going to be that. and But I'm still going to stay here because it's comfortable. No, ma'am. No, sirs. Absolutely not. You need to check in with where you are and if this is the place that you want to be. We all had a vision and a dream of where we wanted to go in life and where we Mm -hmm. wanted to end up in life. And so most of the time, unless you have been really, really super blessed. It didn't go according to your plan. It didn't go according to the timeline. Like exactly, I had yeah. stuff in my timeline that still ain't come up yet. And I'm all, mm. I'm 50. I'm 50. Okay? okay. So, you know, we still working toward it though, sis. I know right. that thing. But the end of the day is this. We don't have a lot of time mm. for you to be complacent about your life desires mm. and fulfilling the goals that you've set for yourself. Yeah. Part of that is that you haven't had the energy to try to do that because anxiety and burnout and depression and all these stressors have taken and robbed you of it. 
And instead of you finding ways to cope, getting a therapist or a life coach, being able to process with someone else outside of yourself, Mm. ways to add value to your life, being able to deal with past hurts and traumas so that you don't allow them to hinder you and to shape your view of who you are and how things are so that you can't flow and be great and and move into the purpose that you've been ordained to move move in. So until you do those things, until you get a self-care plan that you really are going to work, like we can put together a plan, but will you work it? Right. Will you take the time to set the boundaries? Oh, the B word. I didn't cuss. Oh. I didn't cuss. <laughs> I didn't cuss up on the show. The B yeah. word. I didn't said boundaries because yeah. what happens is that our boundaries get lax. What did I just tell you? That's my self care day. But today I'm gonna I'm gonna see this person because in my heart and in my mm-hmm. mind, their need to be well and whole outweighs my need to be pampered and comforted. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and make the sacrifice. Guess yeah. what? That's not going to happen all the time. This is the last time. And this person will be, no, hey, you're going to have to wait till Monday mm-hmm. <laughs> or you're going to have to figure it out. On your own. <laughs> right. Here we go. Right. Yes. So, I mean, it's those <laughs> things, but but we're not checking in with us to see. How am I emotionally? Am I good with where I am? Am I good with the people I'm with? Am I good in the tasks and the job and the walking in the purpose that I have? Am I good in those places? And if you're not good, are you bold enough to reset boundaries, uproot and go where you need to go? Yeah. Can you do it? Do you have the courage? Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to have to get get the courage at this point because you done preached a whole sermon on prophetess or first lady. You know, <laughs> you know I, uh, I started it. it all in, in your bio earlier. But I knew we was going to go to church. Um, oh but I, I definitely appreciate um, you sharing your time and your energy and your love with the audience and being able to spend this time together to really be able to help people do that. And, you know, I really, truly, I've always told you, you know, the anointing on your voice alone is is going to break some chains in some people's lives when they hear this episode their lives will be changed and they'll be forced to confront those things within themselves but you got to let the people know before you go how could they connect with you where are you located at if they want to book a service is it online because they they definitely need to connect with you (laughs) So right now, because these are covariant times. Not covariant. Oh, these are covariant times. Yes, yes. Uh, I am doing, I do virtual sessions Mm -hmm. uh, and they can go to my website, which is kelly-gorham, G-O-R-H-A-M. Let me spell Kelly. It's that regular way, not no newfangled with the little apostrophe (laughs) and all of that. So it's K-E-L-L-Y-Gorham, which is G-O-R-H-A-M dot clients c-l-i-e-n-t-s well client secure so s-e-c-u-r-e dot me okay mm-hmm. so I, I can put that in the chat or send that to you you can do that yeah. but they can go onto my website that's the best way to contact me um they can also call my phone my number is 404-348 2606 and it'll be the ASA Center. So all of that will come up. We're in the process of rebranding. So I'm coming up with a new website. Everything's going to be under Kelly Gorham. And so, because I also have, I've launched and and launching some master classes I'll be doing in October for wellness. And we're talking about um, being able to go from burnout 
to breakthrough. And I'm giving six easy ways for you to break away from stress and anxiety. So, um, and that's a free, that one's going to be a free one. Um, I will be doing um, some coaching and some other masterclasses that will Mm -hmm. have a cost attached to it. But, you know, my husband tells me you're pro bono. You'll give away everything Mm -hmm. in the kitchen sink. And I'm going to tell you, stop. I know, I know. They pay for your time. They pay for your whatever. But no, I love what I do so much. I know you do, but you also got bills. Um, and that's again that B word boundaries. <laughs> so <laughs> come on and reflect it back. Come on and yes. reflect it back. I receive it, but that just shows you know we're works in progress. Nobody has mastered, right? We're all trying to grow together. Right. So I'm not I'm not coming to you as an expert, like honey, I know it, I got it. You know, mm-hmm. I might have expert in information and understanding, yeah. But in walking it out, we're all works in progress with that. So yeah. All right. Well, you guys got all the information. You can also look at Kelly's information in the link. The description is going to be below in the link. So make sure you guys take a look at that. Also, make sure you guys check out my information as well. Follow me on all social media platforms under the handle Treaty LPC or check out the UniqueDestiny.org website. Kelly, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for connecting. Um, And I know you got stuff you got to go do, but I really, really appreciate you taking time out of your day to preach to the people. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Y'all wouldn't preach too. I was loving on y'all so good. Yes, (laughs) yes, prophetess. Yes. But again, thank you for your time. Make sure that you guys, again, check out next week's episode where i have a new guest coming through to bless you guys as well so until next time be safe be well and make sure that you take care of your mental health